off day and travel day for the Florida Panthers on Sunday. We give you an update on the injuries as far as the players going into game five. And we also ask the question, is Paul Maurice protecting Matthew Kachuk from himself? Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Monday, June 12th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez. You can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers and also on Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can listen to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube and on the Sirius xm app and shout out to all the everydayers who come back here to get your daily florida panthers fix so it's been now more than 24 hours since the florida panthers went down three games to one it's of course very crushing especially if you happen to pay a whole bunch of money to go into that game four setting at fly live arena only to see the florida panthers go down three nothing three nothing and then claw their way back only to come back short but there's still one game to be played, and the mindset is they still have three wins away from winning the Stanley Cup. Just you can't lose in the process if you if you want to think about it in that way. But we do have a very special guest here on the show on today's edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. He is a really good friend of mine, a, a guy I consider my media brother uh, here, and he is Alex Baumgartner from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Alex, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for, as always for coming on. And you have been absolutely grinding throughout this whole uh, playoff run for the Panthers. And grateful to have been with you uh, in 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 the press box throughout the last two games at FLA Live Arena. Of course, you have w- traveled to to Vegas uh, for game both games one and two. But just give uh, just give uh, the listeners your overall assessment on the first four games as the Panthers find themselves down three one going into Game Five Tuesday. Um, I thought they played a lot better hockey games three and four than they did in one and two. Um, game three was easily their best game of the series, and they didn't necessarily look impressive in any of the games, in my opinion, bar maybe Game One, the first forty minutes. And then spurts throughout games um, three and four. But the thing is, you got the big win in game three in the comeback. And then they were literally maybe inches away from rallying again for another comeback. But none of that really matters because you're down 3-1 and you're going into a building that you're not good in. (laughs) But another thing is, Florida has beaten every single team in this playoff run that they faced three games in a row. So they are a team that can, except Vegas, they are a team that can rally to win multiple games in a row. They have come back down 3-1. They have went through adversity multiple times just to get into the playoff. So if there is a team that could rally and force a game seven, I'm not saying win the cup. I'm saying a team that can force a game seven, it will be the Florida Panthers, in my opinion. So that's my assessment right now. 
there's clearly some injuries. There's clearly been some problems that they were able to kind of address in games three and then someone in game four that I saw in game two that they needed to address. Um, the penalty kill was good for the one attempt they had to kill off in game four. And then game three, they had the big overtime penalty kill as well. But just win the next one. Just take it one game at a time. That's my assessment. And this team's really good at that. Um, every game's a game seven from next um, here on out. And as they said a lot throughout this playoff run, it's the first to four. No one's at four yet. Mm-hmm. That, that's what, and the fourth one is the hardest to 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 win um, for for every series. And we've seen that even um, even though even when the Panthers were up three three nothing against Toronto Maple Leafs, of course they had to reset reset a little bit before eventually. Um, clinching that in five but also you know for for the panthers it's been really a really hard time for them getting up the middle um and we 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 were seeing that more and more in in the third period of game uh four as well um but what one thing that the vegas golden knights have done a lot that the that the panthers haven't been able to do as well is this little thing little acronym um called pop pass off pass off the pads as well that's one thing that they haven't been been really able to do as well especially because the vegas golden knights are just great at puck retrieval as well in the in their in their own end as well and and also with uh with perimeter based shots i mean i was talking about this with kevin rodigen of the fla catnip podcast vegas their blue line no one's under six two as well and of course the experience with the top pair and alec martinez and alex petrangelo what happened in game three they took the eyes away from aiden hill the the two goals in game four they weren't really ones that you take away the the eyes of aiden hill um as far as formula to create more scoring opportunities what what do you think is that is it more of the and enter the zone and quickly get an out before the d uh draws back in front or is it more of the screen game yeah, Vegas has elite D. Vegas is very structured in their D, and it's not like I'm saying Florida has bad D, but Vegas's D do not give up too many odd man rushes in transition via stretch pass, where Florida's does a lot. Vegas does a really nice play where they'll spring the far side winger um, pretty much in, in stride towards the zone, and they'll throw the puck to the other side. So if you watch the Panthers-Knights games, all series long, you'll see the offside winger take steps in. Now, they don't always score on that because it is a tough angle, but they're generating zone entries off of that. And you can't really do that on Vegas' D. Vegas' D is better at shutting down. I think Florida has better offensive-minded defensemen, like a Brandon Montour and Aaron Ekblad. They're more offensive-minded, but Vegas has ridiculous elite, elite defenders like a Shea Theodore. Or Petroangelo, Alec Martinez, he's also been there. They have good D. Um, in terms of what the Panthers need to do, I think the POP is the most important thing. Just get the pucks on the pads and then generate stuff in front. Um, they tied game three like that. They almost tied game four like that. Just generating stuff down low and then putting it into highly tra- or highly dense traffic areas in front of the net because you're like – even the fastest players, bar maybe Anthony Duclair, is really getting a step on these Vegas Golden Knights defenders. You just, if you look at that Barkov goal, it was a beautiful set play of 
hitting the Lundell on the bumper, hitting Montour in stride, Montour dipping his shoulder, knowing that Barkov or someone would be on that far side and then taking a one-timer. That's what you have to do because it's very, very hard to get really good looks in this round of the Stanley Cup final. Um, Vegas would say the same thing. A lot of their goals come from top of the point, maybe screens, power plays, or Marshall's getting a quick step. Um, not a lot of just transition, two-on-two, three-on-two goals where the puck is straight from the forward into the net. There's a little bit of movement there. So I think that's what the Panthers have to do. Get more movement in front of the net. Take the eyes away from Hill. You just shoot for lanes, shoot for sticks, shoot for bodies. Something will go in. And it's happened multiple games in this series. Anton Lundell's um, goal in game three – or game two, excuse me. You had Brandon Montour's goal in – Game four. Game four, yeah. He's like throwing pucks towards the net. Double deflection for Brandon Montour. And then uh, Anton Lundell's at the beginning of the third period off Alec Martinez as well in game two. So sometimes you got to try something because those are the ones that Aiden Hill just can't react quick enough as, as far as, as that as well. But we're going to transition over to segment number two. We're going to discuss more about the line shuffles, what we expect for the Florida Panthers. Of course, there is that injury question as far as what Maurice can possibly do going into game five. We're going to discuss this next here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Athletic Greens. And our next partner is a product that I literally use every day. And I started taking AG1 because... You know, I spent a whole week in South Florida, which means I'm going to, I'm going constantly to those um, Cuban restaurants and ordering myself a cafe con leche, a cortadito, a cafecito, all that stuff. So I need a little bit of a break from uh, the, the coffee as well. So that's why I take my athletic greens. So what is this stuff? It's one delicious scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps support your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition with just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different supplements, pills, and, and to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Segment number two here on this Monday, June 12th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. I got Alex Baumgartner here from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Uh, and Alex, uh, really, this is the time of year. I, I think of hockey kind of like baseball, where desperate situation comes, where a pitcher is going into the, the game, and it's if you have give up a few runs, even in the first two innings, you're gonna get yanked. You're gonna get yanked right away. Hockey, of course, you have to have all 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 18 skaters uh, going, and it's gonna be really hard to shorten that bench as much without giving someone a shift here and there because you're only gonna overexert your 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 top line. But you're down in in this series. We even saw Barkov take an enormous amount of shifts in the in the third period. Of course, injury has to do a lot with, with that, and of course. Lundell and Barkov together, 
did well at first, plateaued a little bit throughout the the season. But how do you expect how do you expect the lines to look uh, going into Game Five? Because I mean, you, you, Rhino can be well in a top six role, but of course, balance within the lineup, putting Duclair back on that on that third line as well, and then of course, Nick Cousins a little bit on that top line, probably going back going to the third. How do you, how does Maurice manage this? He's going to roll four lines for the first 40 minutes of the game. I have mm-hmm. no question about that. You can't can't run nine skaters for three straight games if you want this thing to go to seven. No way. <laughs> um, Vegas is going to run you down by the first period if you try and do that in the first place. Um, look, like like guys that were playing good were getting ice time. I mean, Anton Lundell was playing. I thought it was his best game of playoff. Mm-hmm. And he's really it's – a, it's a shame that – there's not more playoff games to see how continuously he'll grow because he's looking absolutely unbelievable now. Um, but he's one to watch just for the future. He's playing a big role now. But, it, I mean, if Etu doesn't skate tomorrow, I doubt he's going to play. I don't know if we'll see him again. The rest, I mean, he hasn't played yet. They would love him in the lineup because that third line was unbelievable with him there. Um, Reinhardt and Lundell have been together for a very long time. They put him with Barkov yesterday. Um, the line combination is just kind of who's clicking that game. I mean, Eric Stoll was probably the best player on the fourth line, so that's why he was getting more ice time than Zach Dalby. Mm-hmm. He looked like he was playing better than Nick Cousins. That's why he was getting more ice time down the stretch than Nick Cousins. It's just whoever's hot that game is hot. Now, you're going to see the Barkovs and the Verhages and the and the Duclairs playing at the end of the game, or, or the Bennett's, excuse me, at the end of the game. And um, if Matthew Kachuk can play, he'll be there at the end of the game. Now, I can't tell you what's wrong with him. I don't know if that's a lingering issue from the game three hit. Um, They're smartly not disclosing why he's feeling like that, why he didn't play a lot. I wouldn't disclose it either. Um, I know that uh, you let off the show is Maurice protecting Chucky from himself. I don't think he's protecting Chucky from himself. I just think there's no need to you know, tell your opponent, Hey, my guy hurt his shoulder. It's the left shoulder. It's because of that hit. So if you know, you run into that left shoulder, you might hurt the shoulder. They're not going to say that this is playoffs. If he's playing, they're not telling him anything. If he's questionable, they're not Matthew Kachuk's not the player that you're going to say it's a game time decision. They're going to say, all right, if he's there, he's there. If he's not, he's not, they're not protecting Chucky from himself. I think they're just making sure you don't give Intel or whatever to the, their their team, basically. That's what I think personally, because I would do the exact same thing. Yeah, and and I think of and I think of, I mean, there's also that famous, uh, Maurice line of of describing Chucky. He's a expletive gamer, and yeah. and that that's just that's just who he that's just who he is. And uh, yeah, he felt if Matthew Chuck can skate and hold his stick with one hand, he'll be on the bench. For game five, I, I have, have a question about that. I have no doubt about that as well. Because and... unfortunately, the Panthers, even like, first of all, you don't really have the options to throw. I mean, I would much rather have an injured Matthew Kachuk than Giovanni Smith come in. Or I'd much rather have an injured Matthew Kachuk than run 11 and 7 and put Casey Fitzgerald back. And that's just how I'm thinking. And I'm, I'm thinking Paul Maurice does the same thing. And if Matthew Kachuk has any say in it, he's going to be on that bench and he's going to be there if they need him. His shifts might be shorter, 
if he's nursing an injury. But a lot of the quality Matthew Kachuk possessions come right around the goal line, and he can probably tough it out then if he's able to. So that's my whole take on the Kachuk thing. Yeah, and you just think about the psychological aspect if you if you were to not play at all. And, of course, Paul Maurice was asked more about how in, uh, and David Dork uh, uh, posed this on, on an article about what, what it's going to look like. And you're, you bring different guys for different situations. Oh, you're going to have the one, one guy here in, in, in the face-off circle on the defensive end for, for, for an, to get an out in, in, in Kajuk's case, you're, you're likely gonna, you're, you're, you're for sure not going to take him out the power play. You, no, no way in hell you're going to do that. You're, you're also gonna in late game situations, of course, if they're down, you're going to try to get them up in front to, to bother, um, Aiden Hill as well. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to try to roll him as much as, uh, as, as much as you can. And for, for Kachuk, and of course, knowing what's on the other side of it with the, with the Vegas Golden Knights, you got to, you got to keep them on, on their toes for sure. And, and just, and of course Vegas by as every right as they should, they've beaten Matthew Kachuk with him being banged up. So they're not, they're not gonna, they're not going to go into this game any differently than what they did even in game four. I mean, Matthew Kachuk's biggest game was him being banged up because he got banged up in game three, he scored, and then he assisted on the winner. I mean, just having him there, it, it's going to help the bench, and it's going to the game plan for Vegas is going to change because, well, it's not going to change. It's just there's there's that one guy you're still going to have to worry about. Matthew Kachuk's not a speedster. He's not a guy like a Barkov that's two-way outstanding player. It's Matthew Kachuk. He comes up clutch, and he comes up clutch in the tighter areas of the game. So, yeah, he's hurt, or it looks like he's hurt. We don't know if he's actually hurt. Nothing's confirmed. But Matthew Kachuk's not a fast player. He's not going to beat guys one-on-one that often like a Sam Bennett might or Verhage. So, if you need him for power play situations or just end the game situations, you just have him on the bench if he can't play the whole time. That's my take. Mm, just just, just to have it at their disposal that that's really that's really you want to have at least have the option there for for if you're if you're coach maurice but we're going to transition over to segment number three where we're going to discuss how the the vegas golden knights defend matthew kachuk with that injury and and the effects on the shooting motion with with Chucky uh with with this nursing this injury we're going to discuss that next here on the lockdown florida panthers podcast but first we're going to tell you all about ebay motors and for a championship team it's all about making sure that every player is the right fit it's the same when it comes to your vehicle every part needs to fit just right so next time you need parts and accessories head to ebay motors with ebay guaranteed fit you can be sure that every part you need fits right first time around just add to your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that part will fit or your money back. Just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll get back in the game in no time. After all, it's easier to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, right price on ebaymotors.com. That's right. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to US customers. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Third and final segment here on this Monday, June 12th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I got Alex Baumgartner here from the Five Reasons Sports Network joining me on today's edition of the show. So 
Now, we spoke about injury updates. We spoke about forward lines of how the combinations are going to be. But now let's talk about positioning and defending Chucky when it comes to that 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 shoulder. Of course, he's a left-handed shot from the looks of it on the on the TV angle. It looks like that he was he landed on his right shoulder, which is which is the part of his body when he's in the offensive zone that is the most exposed, at least in, in that part. But it, from your perspective, Alex, tell him how how does that how does that affect more of how Vegas is going to defend him and of more and more importantly, how Matthew Kachuk is able to lift the puck off his stick and go through his uh shooting motion and even his cycling of the puck. Well, look, I don't know entirely what's up with Matthew Kachuk. He mm-hmm. landed on one shoulder. It looked like he was holding the other shoulder the next game. So I don't know where the injury really is. If I'm Vegas, I'm even if it's healthy, Matthew Kachuk, I'm not changing anything. I'm up 3-1 in the series. Mm-hmm. I'm not changing anything about my game plan on Matthew Kachuk or any Panther for that matter. I'm sticking to my game plan because it's worked. There's a, I mean, Vegas could have swept. That's honestly how this series, like, yep. they led in every single game this series at one point. I'm not changing a thing. I'm going to play the same hockey or the same brand of hockey that I played all playoffs long. They've taken down um, McDavid and Dreisaitl, who have been the, the best playoff performer for multiple years, and they controlled them pretty well in that series. Um, they've done well against Kachuk. They've done well against a lot of the Panthers. That's why they're up 3-1 in the Stanley Cup final. So in terms of what Vegas does, I wouldn't change a single thing, and we don't even know if Matthew Kachuk's going to play. Mm-hmm. or how much he's going to play. I don't change anything. I play the same brand of hockey I played. In terms of how he's going to lift the puck or the which angle, if you're hurt, you're hurt. You know, if, if you hurt a shoulder or anything, it's like it's going to affect your ability to play. There's no doubt about that, especially in hockey when you're moving your shoulders so much. He looked like he was playing with one arm last game, and I don't really expect that to change too much. That's it. That's all I know. Yeah, and and we were talking about pre-recording about how much of your shoulder is used uh, for for when whenever you're you're handling the puck, especially with if if we assume that it's the right hand side. Full contact sport, you know. Even if they weren't handling anything, just taking a hit or blocking a shot or laying a hit. Matthew Kachuk wasn't really throwing the body last game, and he was kind of trying to get out of the way of hits. I mean, it's just if you're hurt and they know where you're hurt, it's like, you got to be careful. And yeah. Yeah. So it, it, that's the, that's the, that's the tough part. And and we even, we were, we were, were even talking yesterday about the, the Panthers and, and laying it, not necessarily laying it low on the hits, but the Paul Marie's talking about the exerting of the energy when it, when it comes to those hits. But, but then at the same time, when, when you're, when you're banged up and your mobility isn't, as far then that's a completely different story when you're trying to finish your checks and even create something in transition because the the fact that the panthers haven't really gotten in, in front and like you spoke about earlier how how there's n- the odd man rushes are less and less throughout this time of the season that is also an effect as well when it, when it comes to that as well yeah, well, there's at least at least the odd man are supposed to be less and less. Vegas still seems to get them 
Florida's getting them too, but Vegas is a little bit more threatening because of what I said, the way they kind of stretch the far side winger and Florida's D just hasn't been able to really adjust to that, which is probably the biggest adjustment for me. And don't make line changes when you don't have control of the puck. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is uh, for, for them, they, they, they play that simple brand of hockey when it, when it comes to uh, that. And, and the thing is uh, for the Panthers, I, I thought, I thought that they, their play in, in the neutral zone was, uh, was, was re- really great, especially in game in, in game three, where the there was a there wasn't only ten shots on goal combined for for both the both teams going into into that game. And I mean, the Panthers they uh, they they have a tough task ahead of them in in game uh, in game five of the Stanley Cup final. It's a it's a travel day. We're gonna we're gonna we we they'll hit the ice uh, for practice, but how? Do you, especially with this be being over hundred games, uh, there's not much that you're going to get too much out of one practice this late in the season. How do you expect the Panthers to go at it? Do you think it's going to be very light? Cause I think it's going to be very light of what they're going to do on the ice prior to game five. Even throughout the season, like you don't really practice a lot. Now people are going to say, what do you mean? They don't practice. They skate every day. Yeah. They might skate every day. But optional morning skates and a practice are two completely different things. So, yeah, practice, you can look into your – I mean, even if for a full practice, there's really nothing you're out of the ordinary. You're, you're going to do your normal reps and stuff like that, your normal – you're going to work on special teams for a bit. There, there's nothing really that you're just going to be like, oh, we didn't know this was going to come out. Mm. game 103 to practice whatever this is it doesn't really matter you're just getting your guys on the ice and keeping their legs ready that's all these practice like after after training camp really mm-hmm. practices are just keeping the guys going maybe adjusting stuff throughout the season there's no adjustments they're going to make in one practice it's not no <laughs> no way they probably haven't changed a single thing since their last practice of the regular season or like 15 games before that that's just how it is yeah so yeah, and it's all it's all just routine for the Panthers now. When when it when it comes to when it comes to that, and uh, and it's just and they have the benefit, thankfully, of having two days off uh, for whatever that is worth uh, when it comes to health. And and of course, we'll we'll know more. It's what the only thing we're likely going to get out of Monday's practice is honestly who's on the ice and who's not. That's basically all we're going to get. And even then people can take maintenance days. It's like that too. I would, I would not be shocked if Kachuk takes a maintenance day and whoever else, like guys take maintenance days all the time during the playoffs, especially it just happens. (laughs) If he takes a maintenance day, I think I, I think I'm going to take a break from Twitter for like a few hours all the time. It's like him, Bennett, (laughs) Ekblad's taking a couple. I mean, you know, Forsling at the beginning of the year was taking him when he's playing 25 minutes a game. It's like the whole team took a maintenance day. I wouldn't be too worried. Yeah, but I just don't want to be on Twitter and see the reactions and and the and the mentions and all that. That's one thing I don't want to be in. Even though I think he'll end up playing on 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 uh, on on, t- on Tuesday night for 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 Game Five. But uh, Alex, any final thoughts before we uh, sign off here? The the Panthers are already in Vegas, and then of course, like we said, we'll know more about 
about the statuses of players if they're on the ice or like you said uh maintenance days any final words win the next one win the next one that i, I like it Be- best best way that we could end it here on the lockdown florida panthers podcast uh i want to alex i want to say thank you so much for for joining me on on this show and uh tell everybody where they can follow you and your work online Nah, don't follow me. It's all good. No following this time. I always do it. No following this time. <laughs> Even though people can clearly uh, see it on the YouTube and people can see it on the, the description and all that. So, yeah, um, if you guys want to go ahead and uh, search yourselves, like knock yourselves out. But, Alex, uh, thank you so much, my friend, and I'll see you next time, my friend. See you for game six. Oh, see you for game six, my friend. <laughs> so, be. So, Panther fans, before uh, we uh, sign off here, uh, it is uh, usually I end the show in my normal outro. But today, as you as you hear on the top of the show, it is June twelfth. So, why is June twelfth a specific day as far as memory? Um, unfortunately, on this day seven years ago, we woke up to tragedy in orlando florida pulse orlando uh where 49 innocent lives were taken on that day um where a killer um he killed 49 people and then end up killing himself hell self after um and killed those people of the lgbtq community at pulse orlando and i do want to take this time to send my thoughts and if you do pray um as as well for all those people who lost their lives and just like how we spoke about with Marjorie Stoneman Douglas about Roberto Longo discussing how this these acts of violence do need to in fact end. Um, it it this, the same thing applies uh, to these people um, and the innocent lives that were lost on on this day uh, seven years ago. And it's just, I my thoughts are go out to the people who are part of the LGBTQ community. And of course we spoke, speak about pride nights and inclusion um, to, to, to people of the community. And of course it being pride month that we want to make sure that we are fighting the good fight of making sure that everybody has a safe environment to go to, especially in the sport of hockey, regardless of, players not wearing uh, a certain uniform as far as for pride, but also the fact that at least the hope for me is that we are continuing to, uh, to make progress as far as everybody having a safe space to go to. So I, I do want to uh, say thank you guys for listening to not only the show, but to that little tidbit of me, because it is a, a day in that is, in memory for all the wrong reasons and all that, but make sure to come back for tomorrow's edition of the show. We will, we will be bringing Jeremy Taché of Bally sports on the show to discuss more about the Florida Panthers heading to game five. Talk to you guys tomorrow.